This episode of the Fit Cookie Crumble series is brought to you by Koros Global. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's Fit Cookie Crumbles mini episode where we dive right into various nutrition and running topics that you might be dying to know about and kind of summarize it up in the Spark Notes version so that you have a good idea walking away from this short episode on what you could be doing better, what you might need to improve upon, and what you don't need to worry about. So, today we're going to talk about rest days <laughs> and why they're important for runners and athletes and humans in general. Um, if you are here for the down and dirty Holly, just give it to me in the next statement kind of spark notes version. Rest days are super important for your training. If you really want to optimize your performance as an athlete, you have to recover just as hard as you have to train, which means regularly scheduled rest days. I find if you don't regularly schedule them in, you're going to end up taking unplanned rest days from injury, and those aren't as fun. So if you're looking for the down and dirty, that's my summary. If you want a little bit more info on the why and the how, stay tuned. So to dive right into rest days, why even take them? So essentially, actually, let's start with what they are. Let's just define what I mean by a rest day because it can mean different things for different people. What I mean by a rest day is a significantly decreased training load. So whether you are a recreational athlete and a rest day for you means taking a day off from running and a day off from any kind of activity or exercise, that's what that can mean for you. If you're if you're an elite athlete, a lot of the times that might mean a very, very easy effort workout. Um, so something like, you know, a 30 minute, very slow recovery run, or, you know, a, a cross training session or something that's really just going to get your legs moving, but not really going to tax you at all. The, uh, the idea of a rest day is for you to recover. So whatever that means for you, if doing nothing is going to help you recover more, or if doing a little bit of something is going to help get the blood flowing and help you recover more, that's what you should be doing on your rest days. Now, before the type A runners listening to this say, oh, like maybe I need to get the blood flow moving and maybe I need to run on my rest days. Please, please, please do not take this as individualized advice and work with your coach to decide what is the best training plan for you. Because I will say with 99% of my athletes that I coach at Fit Cookie Nutrition, they all have regularly scheduled rest days into their training weeks because that hopefully minimizes the chance that we'll have to take unplanned rest due to injury later in the training cycle. So now let's talk about why. What do we need to do on rest days? So essentially rest days are to help us recover. When we do training like running, whether it's hard running, easy running, cross training like swimming or biking or hiking, whether we strength train, anything that taxes the body and increases our fitness. Um, what happens during those training sessions is that essentially we create small micro tears in our muscles. We essentially elicit a stress and inflammation response in our body on purpose. So that might sound scary um, or like you're a fragile butterfly, but I promise you're not. But when we do that, you know, we cause a lot of stress on the body. So recovery, what we do after our workout and what we do on planned rest days, whether they're in micro or macro training cycles, which I'll also talk about, 
that's what we're going to, you know, use in our time to recover from that workout. So that's when our body builds itself back up. It heals those micro tears. Our cortisol levels, our stress hormone goes back down. You know, our inflammatory response heals all the little micro tears that we created. And then we don't have an inflammatory response anymore. Uh, that's what happens during rest days. Our body essentially, you know, is a little worker bee and stitches itself back together as a stronger version compared to what it was before your workout. Now, where I'm going with this is that if you're not recovering from your workouts, you're just staying inflamed, stressed, and torn up. Ooh, not good for training. Not good for getting fitness. Not good for getting strength. Really good for getting injured, though. So if your goal is to get injured, don't take any rest days. Don't take any off seasons. Don't, you know, do anything with your nutrition after you work out either. If your goal is to not get injured, rest days are going to be just as important as your hardest training day. Because if you can't recover from that hard training day, you didn't get fitter. I'm going to say that again. Your rest days are just as important as your hard training days for the greater good and for your PRs, and for those performance outputs. Now, if you're like a lot of runners that I know, myself included, taking rest days might be kind of hard for you. <laughs> it might be a bit difficult mentally. You know, running or exercise is your stress relief. It is your outlet. It is something that keeps you sane. Um, some might even say it's their therapy. And while running does have therapeutic benefits, and so does exercise, if it is your only coping mechanism for stress... Running causes more stress, so it's really not that great of a coping mechanism if it's the only tool in your toolbox. So I do encourage you to have more tools in your toolbox, and if you're having trouble with that, do seek the help of a licensed therapist to help you with that. No shame in that. Go to psychologytoday.com. Look up a therapist in your area. I'll wait. Go do it. <laughs> anyway, so rest days might be hard for you to take but I will implore you to take them because it's really important for you to have other stress coping mechanisms. It's important for your body to get that chance to recover fully. And it's important for you mentally too, to keep your head in the game. Um, and taking planned rest days is pretty much always going to be easier than taking ones that you didn't really plan to take because you were hoping not to be injured or burnt out. Those are no fun to take. So if you're wondering like, well, could I do you know other activity during my rest day? There's a lot of research to show that light movement, light activity when we're in recovery mode can help get your blood flowing to different joints and areas that might be inflamed. It can help make that inflammation response go a little bit quicker and be more effective. Again, like gentle movement can have restorative effects on our mood and our mental health and our physical health as well. So on your rest days, which I give a lot of my clients active rest days, which could mean going for walks, you know, going for... Um, a light like swim, nothing that gets your heart rate up, um, but maybe doing, you know, yoga or some prehab or some restorative movement that helps get your blood flowing without really making you any fitter or taxing your body in any way, all for the greater good to make you fitter in the big picture because you recovered from a previous workout or a previous heavy training load. I wanted to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor for this podcast episode, Koros Wearables. Koros makes GPS watches that help athletes train to be their best. Koros uses top-of-the-line hardware with innovative technology to provide endurance athletes with the gear they need. So when you use a Koros product, you know you're getting a tool that's been designed, tested, and perfected for the athlete 
by the athlete. And they're not kidding. Koros watches allow you to create your own personalized workouts and training plans for running, cycling, swimming, and even a strength or core or like in the gym kind of workout. And their track feature is one of my favorite features from the Koros watch. If you need an extra reminder to properly fuel during your workout, hello, fueling on the run, Koros has you covered with their customizable nutrition alerts. How cool is that? You can literally have me poking you during your workout to remember to take your fuel, which is so cool. Koros users have set world records. I mean, have you heard of Elliot Kipchoge? And been to the highest points on earth, pushing their products to the extremes, and they can handle it. At Koros, creation and innovation is never ending. And for Koros, the user is the focus. So if you want to be part of the Koros community, you can follow at Koros, Koros Global, which is C-O-R-O-S-G-L-O-B-A-L, Koros Global on Facebook and Instagram. Now let's get back to our guest. Now, if you're wondering how often should I be taking rest days or rest periods, that really depends on the person. So if you're unsure, you know, I would recommend working with a coach one-on-one like myself um, or joining my cool program that I'll tell you about at the end or with your running coach, personal trainer, physical therapist, doctor, etc. whoever is helping you manage your exercise training plan. But generally speaking, I really recommend most athletes take one rest day per week at least. Um you know, it really depends on your your training age. So how long have you been running? How long have you been doing this? You know, are you injury prone? How old are you? I'm sorry, but as we get older, we recover a little bit slower from most of our workouts. And it's not that we won't recover and get fitter and get all those benefits. It's just that might take us a little longer. So sometimes including more rest days or just timing them very strategically can be helpful. But I will say from a microcycle training perspective, meaning, you know, week to week, we probably want to be taking at least one full rest or recovery day. Um, and if you need to take more, nothing wrong with that either. For myself, I personally take one to two rest days per week to not run, not strength train, not really do anything besides maybe walk, maybe do some paddleboarding, <laughs> maybe do nothing at all. Um, but it really does depend on the person. Now, from a macro training cycle perspective, so meaning like big picture, month to month, year to year, quarter to quarter, Um, it is really, really important for most runners to take at least one week off, you know, at least twice a year, um, from running and sometimes from exercise in general. Now this again, taking it off for most people, I do mean not running during those weeks. Um, for some elite athletes, it might mean much lighter mileage, very easy running, um, for a lot of athletes though they do, you know, they do take off completely, um, And doing that, you know, at least once every six months, taking that week off, your body needs it. It's not going to hurt your fitness. It's actually going to benefit your fitness. It's going to maybe even make you less injury prone. And also, if you are having any kind of like nagging injury, if you're having any nagging fatigue that just won't go away and doesn't seem to get better, you know, if you kind of push the pace or try to become more fit, quote unquote, it's a really good idea to back off and take more rest because that might be what your body needs, even though it's presenting in a way that might make you think, oh, I just need to do more. That can be a really vicious cycle. 
especially when I see athletes get into macro training cycles without any rest periods in between, that almost always leads to a very long period of injury or burnout, meaning you're going to end up taking all those cumulative weeks that you should have taken along the way. You're going to end up taking them all at once, and it's not going to be as fun for you. Now, what can happen when we are, you know, maybe training too much or, you know, not resting enough, or maybe we're under fueling. So maybe we're not really training too hard, but we're not fueling well enough to support that training. Those can all put us at risk for something called red S, which is relative energy deficiency in sport. I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on this topic. So if you're like, Oh, what's that? Uh, Don't worry, (laughs) I will be doing a whole podcast episode on this topic. But it essentially means that you're not eating enough to support your activity levels. So if you think, oh, my activity levels really aren't anything special. It's not like I'm, you know, running twice a day or doing any crazy mileage. If you're not eating enough to support that, your body's like, hey, girl, that's a lot of activity. <laughs> I do not have or no, hey, guy, whatever. Um, you know, I do not have like, you know, the means to do that with the fuel that you are not giving me. So if that starts to happen, if the body is overly stressed and that can be because you're overtraining or you're under eating or it's a combo or maybe there's a lot going on in your life and your stress load is just high, you know, no matter where that's coming from, it's all, it's all seen the same way as the body is extra stress. And if it's not recovering from it, you are increasing your risk of injury. You are increasing your risk of burnout. And it's likely that you're going to have to take unplanned rest, which is not as fun to take as planned rest. What I find that can happen in these periods where we feel like, oh, like I'm bonking in my workouts, you know, I feel like my hunger cues are all over the place, or maybe they're even gone, um, or they're so intense and I feel like I'm binge eating, go one way or the other with some people. Um, Maybe you're wired but tired, so you're really tired, but also you're not sleeping super well. Maybe you have, you know, uh, changes in your menstrual cycle if you're female and you're menstruating. You know, maybe um, your, your body composition's changed. Maybe you're just like not really putting on muscle mass. You feel like you're losing muscle mass or even gaining body fat, particularly in your abdominal region, those can all be signs that you're overtraining, (laughs) Um, especially if you're not currently taking designated rest. And what's frustrating for many people is when you start to experience these changes, um, digestive issues is another big one. You might think, oh, you know what? I just need to train harder and eat less. I need to rest less, eat less, and train more because that's what media tells us. That's what diet culture tells us. That's what maybe has worked for us in the past but that might be the opposite of what you need to do. And it can be extremely challenging psychologically for a lot of runners to say, I'm gaining weight or I'm not as fast as I once was, or I'm injured. But I think what I need to do is just not do as much. (laughs) That's like, that's like, you know, super counterintuitive for most runners, especially if doing more, 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 more has always gotten you success in the past. It can be really challenging. So if that's you, if you're like, oh, Holly, you just described me to a T. <laughs> um, it's really helpful to work with someone one on one to help you navigate that because otherwise you might be stuck in a vicious cycle of do more, do more, do more. Oh, get injured, have to take time off, lose fitness okay, I'm back and I can do more, 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 and then getting injured and then just going in a circle instead of going in a micro cycle of a circle where maybe you do take intentional rest and come down a little bit, but then you come back up because you've recovered well and you're at a higher level than you were when you started. When you think of micro and macro cycles and what they should look like, really, you know, we should never be going up in a linear fashion perfectly because that doesn't 
leave any room for rest. <laughs> we should be essentially, if you think of circles, you know, putting them on a graph, you know, putting the first one kind of low and then putting the next one next to it a little bit higher so that the tops of the circles go in a linear fashion and so do the bottoms of the circles. So we're taking rest but we're coming back even better. And then we're taking rest, but then we're coming back even better versus just staying in the same circle going around and around and around and around, which can be very frustrating um, and counterintuitive again, if it's never happened to you before, or if you've always gotten success by doing more, I highly implore you to find a coach who is the right fit in order to help you with that. I hope this has been helpful. And I really hope that, you know, maybe I've convinced you that you need to take the rest day and that there's nothing to be ashamed of in that. If anything, it's going to help you in the long run, (laughs) pun intended. Um, It's going to help you in that next PR. It's going to help you in your health goals. And if you're like, yeah, I think I need extra help with this. I have a pretty cool opportunity for you. So stay tuned. I am starting a small group coaching program for runners called the Fit Cookie Academy. And it opens very soon for enrollment. And it's limited to 10 spots. And a lot of them are actually already filled up. So if you are like, ooh, like I definitely want access to you, Holly, as a coach. I like the idea of a group setting. I like the idea of extra resources that I can learn from week to week. Tons of resources. And I like the idea of having like a clear cut path of exactly what I need to be doing with my nutrition on, on, you know, in life in general, but also around my running, how to support performance gains, how to support any of my other health goals as well. And also what to do to prevent injuries. A big component of this course is injury prevention or rehabbing injuries. I've got a physical therapist helping me out and helping you guys out and coming to give you extra content on this topic. Who better to learn from about injury prevention than a physical therapist who works with runners? Heck yeah. Uh, I'm also giving you a lot of strength training resources, including strength workouts to do that are runner specific and should help prevent most running injuries or help you rehab certain running injuries and also how to recover like a boss (laughs) Um, and really making sure that you're accountable to your goals. Um, And I'm super excited for this to kick off, you guys. It's going to be so much fun. And again, if you want to learn more about my small group coaching program for runners, if you're like, sign me up, fall races are coming. It's a 12 week long program. There's several payment plan options. There's also opportunities to upgrade to one-on-one coaching as well. Um, And if you want to kind of skip over my wait list, but still be able to work with me, this is the time because my wait list um, is getting pretty long for one-on-one coaching outside of this program. Also, it'll be at a discount compared to my one-on-one coaching program. So if you want to learn more about this, visit the link in my show notes or head over to fitcookienutrition.com and you can learn more about my small group coaching program and what that entails. I hope this episode has been helpful. I hope that you take some intentional rest this week. And until next time, happy running. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.